0: Hello and welcome. I am Justin Wallace and this is the Real Boys movie slash TV review podcast. Uh, This week uh, we watched and we're going to review Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a book that was written in about 79 and they redid the movie in 2005. Um, Without further ado, let's get into it. Um, Joined with me today is uh, some of the funniest people in the world. Well, probably not the world, or uh, just the funniest people we could find. Does everyone hear me all right? Um, So let's bring in our first guest. Zoned out for a second. How's it going?
1: I <laughs> so, I, I do like how you took back um, the funniest people in the world. <laughs> well, I mean. I'm, I don't know if that's fair. Yeah. I think we're pretty funny. I,
0: you know, this this side of the equator. I, I'll give us that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> so you actually read the book, right? How, how close is the movie to the book? Not at all. But.
1: Douglas Adams had a lot of input in the production of this movie. So everything that like everything that changed feels very much like, like a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy story. Like they, they turned it into a movie, but they did a good job. Okay. Um, Uh, yeah, I, I was very much, I was very impressed with like how much they changed, but, how much it still felt like the Hitchhiker's Guide.
0: Oh, that's now, good that they did that, yeah.
1: There is some stuff that that I think they did a lot with, but didn't explain why they were doing it, like stuff from the book. But we'll get into that that
0: stuff later. Oh man, I am looking we, when forward. Yeah. I am looking forward to it. We'll uh, we'll get you back here in just a second. Let's bring on our uh, our next guest who is
2: that What's oh, okay, going okay, cool yeah right on i was really curious who's going to get brought up next this is really cool <laughs> yeah we're just
0: spinning a roulette wheel over here i love it i love it <laughs> how are you sir oh not too bad not too bad um so from the cast that they had um got a dog trying to bite on me on um some unmentionable places um
2: you call your the- kids the weirdest stuff I
0: know. <laughs> so, from the cast that they had back in 2005, you know, uh, Sam Rockwell, deaf, uh did you have a favorite, or maybe someone you would have replaced?
2: Um, I I would have replaced Zoe Deschanel. That would be uh, the the first quick. Uh, I I like. Uh, most definitely great actor. I'm always cool with him. Uh, that, that character didn't need to be anything specific. Uh, he does a very good job being an alien. I thought that uh, Martin Freeman did a very good job. He's fine, you know, he's just a fine, normal Englishman. But Zoe Deschanel is so different than in the book and uh, better than she should be, uh, always almost. But uh, yeah, she'd be the one that I would change the fastest and maybe the only one, really. Uh huh. Uh, who would you have picked
0: for uh, her replacement, though? Maybe someone that bit more with a British accent, maybe? Or
2: I think, um, like honestly, at the time, especially maybe Catherine Zeta-Jones. I really think that because the book portrays her as like Arabic, uh, you know, a-, a little bit darker skinned. I really think that she, with the British accent, I think would have portrayed the role better. Um, she's also a-, a better actor too. So I-, I-, I guess that's that's my that's my go-to. Oh. Hell
0: we'll uh we'll get you in the group and we'll go over this crazy plot line here in a little bit um who we got next today dan hey. how's it going hi how
3: you doing justin
0: oh not too bad at all <laughs> awesome
3: <laughs> now, I'm actually nervous for some reason i don't know why it's nerve-wracking being on the center of attention isn't it? it well on your own show it's okay but with
0: everyone and the cast <laughs> we got you guys are all amazing i'm just kind of I feel hold you. it in. I feel is that, you. <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this the first time you've seen this movie?
3: Uh, well, I did watch this movie five times, but yes, that was the first time I saw this movie when was for this show, yes. And you ended up watching it five times? I had to because I fell asleep twice. <laughs> I Chris Harvey'd the fuck out of this movie, just to be honest with you.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, um, man what did you think of the overall adventure it takes you on i mean for starting at the whole
3: i think at first it it was at first at the beginning of the movie it was fine you know it was kind of explaining what was going on but then after the destruction of earth it kind of moved like really fast so i kind of i kind of lost track of what was going on and the alien bad guys it looked like a big like snot booger so I don't know, I don't know why you'd be afraid of them, but I don't know the, the poetry was kind of cool. If I guess if you could understand it, but oh,
0: no <laughs> No one can. That's the best part. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll get you in the group here in a second. We'll go over those monsters. Um, Johnny Blaze, what's going what's on? Going man? on man? How are you today?
4: I'm good, man. I'm good.
0: Uh, How are you, man? Uh, tired. Tired, nervous, said, but we'll get through it. Um, yeah. Do you watch a lot of space movies? A lot of things that take place in the universe?
4: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like sci fi movies for sure.
0: Are uh, you big on aliens or?
4: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like, so this, like-
4: this movie was cool, man.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm big on the alien conspiracy. We'll find him one of these days. I don't know if it will be like a hitchhiker type, but we'll find yeah. him.
4: I definitely think they're out there for sure. Oh, absolutely! I and mean,
0: we can't be the only people, you know.
4: Exactly. It's too big. Too big of a space. Oh, absolutely.
0: Well, hell, well, we'll uh, we'll get you in the group here in just a little bit. Um, who else we got? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and Michael read the. Yeah, you read the book as well, right?
5: It's been a long time, but I I have I have it here all the first five i haven't read the newest one that was written by someone else
0: Uh, does douglas adam write? was that his that wasn't his only story right
5: no he wrote a series called oh what was it dirk gently's holistic pet detective agency or something like that almost had it um yeah that he's very funny he's very british so he's very dry but i kind of grew up on that sort of humor so i really
0: like it uh, you always have one in your friend group, the, the dry humor type. Yeah. Uh, and So overall, um, I guess I'll ask did you like the adventure it takes you on from the book to the movie?
5: Michael's right in that it is very close on the spirit of what the Hitchhiker's Guide is. I think it starts to fall apart towards the end, and I think it feels like they cut some scenes which we can get into later but i mean overall it's it's fun it's light don't expect too much from it
0: all right now Oh yeah. yeah, man well uh, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get you on in a second um who else we got
6: oh it's my turn yay i was wondering if i was going to be forgotten this time <laughs> since i, I forgotten uh, johnny blaze last time how you doing what? justin
0: Man, we would never forget the Canadian in the group. Thank God for that. Thank God. <laughs> you know, you need you need the humble
6: Canadian on every show. I think that's what the world needs more. More Canadians.
0: I mean, I feel like humble would be pushing it a little bit.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, I'm not the humble Canadian, but I'm the only Canadian that is willing to do the show. So th- th- there we go. That's fair.
0: That's fair. <laughs> so what did you think of the cast?
6: Who they I loved. Picked? Oh, um, have to agree. Maybe not Chanel. I love her as an actress. She she fits certain types of characters really well. But yes, yeah, Zach, I'm the only one with free free Wi-Fi. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we have a group chat going. Um, no. Um, Dechanel is the, probably the only one that I felt she didn't fit fully into the whole cast. Like everybody else, Mostaf, Martin uh, Martin Freeman, you know, Alan Rickman, God. When it comes to acting, uh, Rest of Soul. Um, But Duchesneau just didn't fit. I think they needed to keep it kind of like what they did with Harry Potter, all British, because this is a British uh, book and a British movie. So having an American in it, it's kind of like.
0: "Ah." Yeah. Uh, Maybe she was, you know, Catherine was unavailable, maybe, or
6: true who knows? G- who knows but um i really enjoyed the cast the the acting was amazing sam rock really i don't know anything <laughs> ladies and gentlemen zach's calling me out because i don't know anything about sam rockwell and most stuff it's true i don't i just fake that i have knowledge just what i do i'm gonna walk <laughs> off stage now Dylan, you can take me off now because i'm in <laughs>
0: thank you uh is and that- he's
6: not gonna he's gonna leave me here isn't he yeah he is
0: uh, is that everybody I think that are we Chris missing anybody? So, I lost yes. track. I...
6: Yeah, Dylan says it's everybody. So, can Dylan? Can you yeah, bring everybody bring in everyone. so that I'm out of the hot seat, please?
3: Uh, <laughs> don't do it! Ah, oh, I get it. <laughs> <Death>. <laughs> Let him
6: there. Stop Let him feel the down. horror. <laughs> it's like,
5: don't
3: do it! Don't do
6: it! how long can we keep phil sweating up there
5: it's
0: It's nerve-wracking i don't know why but (laughs) (laughs) sweating was was a little
1: (laughs) bit too good to to bring everybody up at the time but yeah
2: true (laughs)
0: Top.
1: Thank you, Dylan, for allowing me to sweat nationally <laughs>
5: it's in so front cold. of our audience. It's so cold up there. We got to get that out there, man. <laughs> it's <laughs> good yeah. for your pores.
0: Yeah. So need it. this is the first time I've ever written notes since like high school. So eleven years <laughs> in the making. How about you were on.
6: able to repop your cherry was with this movie? Oh <laughs> Thank you
0: for that. <laughs> so, the movie starts with a crazy plot. Arthur Dent wakes up and tries to stop a bulldozer from demolishing his house to make way for a bypass. Well, highway bypass. Uh, then his best friend tells him that he's an alien writing a book and that Earth is about to be destroyed to make space for uh, a heis- hyperspace bypass. <laughs> what is everyone's thoughts on the giant coincidence or... <laughs>
3: I think
6: Dan has something to say. I think
0: Dan
3: has something to say. Are we just gonna skip over the amazing song at the beginning? Yes. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I
6: was
1: wondering that too. The <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's not skip the song. Yeah, just, beautiful, That beautiful thing song. was amazing and set the tone for this entire movie.
0: Yeah. Oh. you wouldn't have gone with a different song?
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. That that thing, like the dolphins, uh, again, you may have had to have read the book Mm -hmm. to fully get why the dolphins were so amazing. But like that silly song with the dolphins, you know, jumping around and dancing and singing amazing
2: yeah this this movie is one of the weirdest movies where reading the book makes it better and worse at the same time because it is made by people that love this book like you could tell that the people that made this love this book and the changes that are in it are weird and it's like they don't really know how to make a movie because this this book was made to be a radio series and because of that reason it has to flow like a, a radio series which is why they kept the Narrator, which is why a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense, unfortunately. But yeah, knowing the book does make some of the jokes better, but also knowing the book makes you kind of not like the movie as much because it's not as good as the book, even though the changes are by Douglas
4: Adams.
5: Yeah, a lot of the screenplay is taken off a version that was written and heavily taken from Douglas Adams' notes before he died. Like they've been trying, they had been trying to make this into a movie for a long time, Mm
2: -hmm. which
5: is why this feels like it's kind of like the book distilled for a general audience mm-hmm. yeah it, it feels like a lot of bits yeah without a whole lot of consideration for like hey if someone comes into this blind they are going to be confused.
2: Yeah, it's almost like a Monty Python sketch comedy series put together, which is, is great, but if you're not expecting that, you're expecting either an adaptation of the book or a quality movie that actually makes sense where the plot, you know, actually goes in a way where you're like, Okay, I understand why.
6: Because if you don't I can know figure the... out what's going on, at least right. track
2: it. But the thing is, like, if you if you haven't read the book and, and you're just going by the movie, a lot of these plot points don't make sense, like, why things happen. So it is an, it is an interesting movie. I, I'm glad it exists, but uh, it, it, very weird. But, yeah, I, I do agree. It needed to start with the opening of the Dolphins. It needed to start with that song to make you understand what the tone of this is, what how this thing is going to go, and also that, A, humans are stupid. So if you don't get this movie, <laughs> you're an idiot. And I think that's <laughs> such a great way of starting this off.
6: I actually no. forgot because I saw this in theaters the first time, and then I'd read the book countless times because it's it's a classic when you read it. And I completely forgot about the opening like song, <laughs> and it was like it was just like, oh my god, this is this truly is the best film. <laughs> oh my God, this is amazing because it's like the yeah. silliest, but also it sets the tone, like you said, for the movie, which is just for fun. Like, this movie is a fun movie. If you go in thinking anything else or trying to hope it's going to be uh, a blockbuster, like in the normal sense, you're going to d- be disappointed because dolphins. <laughs> it dolphins.
1: is. It's just silly, fun, and. Uh I think Dylan said towards the end it does fall apart, but other than that, like we're just having fun here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like this podcast. Yeah. Generally. <laughs> yeah, that, when... that usually starts
2: slow and then gets better. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. uh, has has anyone has anyone on here like not read the book or had not seen mm-hmm. the movie before? Cool. Yeah, I, Yo, I this, don't is, read this too, is the first so... th- Johnny Blaze, this is the first time you've seen this movie as well.
4: Yeah, I actually thought I had seen it, and then right when I put it on and the Dolphins were singing, I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong med- start. I medicate yeah. a lot, but I know I, I would remember this for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, but I really I, – I liked it, though, man. It was cool, and I'm a fan of, like, the whole British sitcoms and everything, so I kind of got that, and I was like, okay, this has to be Brit-based. I really didn't know very much about it at all like at all cool. i didn't know there was it was based on so i'm kind of just listening because you guys are dropping a lot of knowledge on it man like I, that it comes from a book which i guess everything should come from a book by now i should just assume that yeah 90 yeah. percent
6: of everything comes from yeah. some sort of are those local. the books
4: mike several
6: books yeah it mike comes, is okay. yeah, see, i was uh, i was
4: listening to all y'all talk about that earlier that's cool
6: one part that i wish they did keep in uh in the beginning, it's when uh, Martin freeman's character is talking with the like the zoning guy and when you're you're in reading the book you find out that he's a bit of like a descendant of uh attila the hun you know <laughs> i it was such like this really like it does not need to be in it but it just adds more flavor to the book i yeah. found
2: and, uh, and if you've watched like the older series, too, because there was a series that was made on this after the audiobook, um, And it, it, in the book, they also convinced the like the foreman of the construction people to actually lay down himself. And in the movie, they made it so that they all just kind of go away because of alcohol, which is yeah. weird. But like, yeah, they just <laughs> beer, and beer and peanuts. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yeah, really, beer and peanuts. Yeah, nothing Well, we're <laughs> no, peanuts because we're no. apes. So that makes
1: sense. And yeah, beer because uh, it's British. Uh, yeah. That- <laughs> that really like Ford convincing the foreman to lay down in front of the bulldozer instead of Arthur, like really sets the tone for how clever Ford is. And it just doesn't happen in this movie. Like Ford is just wacky in this movie. And like a lot of stuff he does is almost references to the book, but nothing is like
0: really book based. (laughs) Okay. so yeah that i so said the the very beginning where he tries to stop the bulldozer from tearing down his house for the bypass is it coincidence does it make does it make the movie better that the whole earth is getting blown up for a
3: hyperspace
1: yeah. bypass so funny. Mean, yeah so funny it, yeah. yeah it
0: definitely makes it
1: better yeah. I was like, "Why?
3: Why are they building the bypass there?" He lives in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like they can move it yeah. like fifty yards to left or right. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, he no, is sort of in the middle of nowhere.
2: Yeah, I love it though. I think everything about it because it's like it's like why would they do that? But also like you could have checked. I guess you know, like there there it was on record. You know, but uh, no, I think it's so funny that it, it is coincidentally the exact same thing. Oh.
0: And then another coincidence I caught was, you know, the galaxy is a big place,
2: right? (laughs) We're just
0: this little itty-bitty speck of sand in a vast universe. So how, when he hitchhikes, he goes right onto the Vogon ship. That's the only one driving by. And then after that, his semi-cousin? I mean. Well, well, I mean, that's the the
1: Vogon fleet. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Earth, Earth was is surrounded
0: by Vogons.
2: Yeah, so he just hops on one of those, and there's like a there's like a thousand of those things, or um, way more. But yeah, he just hops onto one of the, the the closest one to him. <laughs> oh, God. No, I, I don't yeah, think
0: it be is because <laughs> wait. Those no, of you who no, watch
5: this later are missing out on the visual element of all of these
2: comments <laughs> popping up on screen. Yeah.
5: Absentee Chris Harvey <laughs> feels like he was missing from.
2: We episode. didn't miss anything. Dan took a nap, so we didn't miss yeah, anything. Yeah,
5: Dan took two naps. <laughs> Dan he a double
6: Chris guy. Harvey.
2: <laughs> yeah,
5: he pulled a Dan Levy.
6: He pulled a Dan yeah. Levy. When you pull two Chris Harveys, it's a Dan Levy now.
3: <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take the. We're first.
5: establishing a mythos. Yep. <laughs>
0: What do we think of uh, the bad guy, the Vogon's character design, the giant booger?
4: I love love the fact that they are
5: practical and animatronic and they're weird and they're not like tradition, you know, alien movies, especially in 2005 coming off like Independence Day and that sort of thing. We hadn't quite reached District 9. They are these kind of, they're just ugly, and they yeah. are bureaucratic. They're
2: here- and they're bureaucratic. Here's, why. Yeah. here's why they're like that though the reason they're why they're like that is because mm-hmm. on that one planet that has that thing that slaps them in the face for thinking <laughs> they lived on that planet for so long that they were slapped in the face so many times that their face got pushed in their nose got pushed up and they stopped thinking for themselves which is why they became a bureaucratic uh uh civil, uh species because they were they got pushed out of Having a thought, and I think that was so cool that they put that in there. And the, yeah, what Dylan said, being uh, practical effects was the best way to go because anytime now that would have been a CGI alien, and it would have looked terrible, especially in t- 2005. That was such a beautiful visual gag and such a such a highlight of, of that because all the other special effects were pretty pretty not great. That was excellent throughout. Oh, no. So yeah, that uh, so that second
0: coincidence.
4: Thanks, Dylan.
6: Uh, <laughs> so I was going to uh, volunteer, but uh, Michael <laughs> apparently did it for us. Oh, 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 I, oh, I actually volunteered
1: you, but thank you. <laughs> thank you,
5: bastard. Anyway,
4: so the big. I had the wife go reset. I'm like, no, I just, the Wi Fi strip has kicked me out like three times already.
1: God. Anyway. <laughs> what are you
6: talking about? I'm sorry, about, Devin?
2: Uh, De- Devin, I got my towel. I have my towel. Oh, I am so right, Quick, damn quick question. Quick question on the towel, though. For the people that did not read the book, why <laughs> do you need a towel? Yes. Why do you need a towel?
4: <laughs> yeah. I was wondering the same thing. It's oh, so weird.
2: It's so
1: weird that they didn't put that because they put um they it's put like whole- parts of the book in the movie. You would think that the most important thing they would have they would have put that excerpt like that's a quick thing. It's just like, oh, you have a towel, you have something to wear if you're cold, you have it's something to you know, the they most why useful you need tool. the towel. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't it put that weird. in this movie, which It didn't make any sense.
5: Yeah. I do like the asides from the guide though. Um, I think all Stephen Fry is the narrator is, Mm -hmm. I mean the best choice you can make Mm -hmm. for a British narrator. And it's, it's a lot of movies that have that sort of thing. will do like two or three towards the beginning and one towards the
2: end. This one has it throughout, and I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Yeah. Right. And if you are a fan of the radio series, it does make it feel more like that, too, because it does have that, that quality to it. Um, but I, I did like it. It's also an easy way to show uh, quick things. Uh, sometimes it was overused. I didn't think they needed the fish part, but whatever. <laughs> the Babblefish? I think they
1: needed the fish, but. It again, it no, was, they need to
2: babble fish, they didn't need to explain what it does, and then they explained what it did <laughs> again. Uh, but I did like the idea that it was like the, the whole, from God that was that was always cool,
0: yeah, right. Well, like I said, that uh, it had a lot of ironic coincidences that I liked. Um, from the bypass to the next part where he gets launched out of an airlock and finds his somewhat uh, cousin. Zafod, what's it? Bebel, Beeble, fod Zafod Brocks, Yep. Yeah. So it's either we're in a small galaxy, or Ford has the largest family tree I've ever seen in my life. And what are <laughs> big the family
1: big family tree? Big
0: well, family that was—I
1: uh, don't know. Maybe that wasn't explained enough either. But uh, the heart of the heart of gold is run by the oh now I forget what it's called
5: infinite improbability drive the infinite
1: improbability mm-hmm. drive so the the less improbable that was that's how it that's how they found them
0: Just one hell of yeah shit. it's yeah
5: it's oh. a very clever narrative cheat from the original book like yeah. it's it's not a bad thing at all. It's a really clever way of having your characters show up exactly where you need them to, mm-hmm. when you need them to,
6: and without like, having to do this massive explanation. You go, it's the improbability
1: drive. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. It delivers
5: yeah. improbable results. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. And it, it. works
1: a hundred percent of the time whenever they need it, which is so improbable that it makes it. You know. Yep. It reinforces how great it is. Uh, yeah, that that's was... what it does.
0: That was one of, another thing I liked was all the either off the road or I call them inventions from the drive to the what was it the the gun that he had the uh, I it, uh
2: the the point of view gun or whatever gun. yeah, yeah point, of view gun? point of view uh okay Michael uh you seem like you might be uh the one who knows the books the best uh-huh. Why? why he wrote John, the
6: books. That's why.
2: Why does John Malkovich's <laughs> character need that gun if he is in charge already of a cult that doesn't need anything and he is rich anyway? I,
1: I don't know because the gun is not in the book. Yeah, the the gun was made up for the movie. They don't explain it. I think it's really stupid. The the what the gun itself does is pointless. Like, the whole thing just... That was the one part of the movie that really... Besides Zoe Deschanel <laughs> being a terrible actor, um, that was yeah. the one thing in this movie that I was like, why is this here? It, yeah. it doesn't yeah. make
5: any sense. Well, the point of view gun is a, an adaptation, kind of, of the idea from the book, The Total Perspective Vortex, which shows you place in the universe. But in this movie, it is... Unlike the infinite probability drive, it feels like a really bad narrative cop-out, where it's yeah. like, we need these characters to come to some sort of emotional realization. How do we do that? Do they yeah, discuss we... it? Nope. It's a gun. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they we only have They went American away. style. They went American. And they, yeah, and they do it. <laughs> it they does do it factor because... into the finale with Marvin. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that is okay, but it it's the emotional okay catharsis for Zoe Deschanel's character is not earned. No. Never. It's it's just because we have a 1
1: hour and 40 minute movie instead of, you know, the five a five book series or a radio, you know, program or the mini series, um they just needed something very quick. Yeah. Yeah. To not to a fan do of the gun. With. No, the gun was dumb. It looked stupid. They um, put it, it, it it didn't American make any time. sense. It didn't make any sense that Deep the Thought Second would Amendment have like people. had it there.
2: Yeah, it the and Amendment. just gave and just gave it to him. <laughs> yeah, we get it You don't people. like
6: Americans, whatever. <laughs> <Just throwing laughs> it. it's because of the Americans. That's why they ruined it. <laughs> probably without you guys, we wouldn't have this movie. So it's fine. <clears throat>
0: Well, one of my favorite characters of the entire movie was the robot, the clinically the, depressed Clint- Marvin. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you could call him the co- comedic relief, but to me, that's what he was. He was hilarious the whole movie. Uh, now, yeah, that guys- voice
3: sounds familiar. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, Justin. But that voice sounds Alan, familiar. Does anybody know Alan, who that is? It's Alan Rickman. It's, oh yeah,
6: legend Rickman. that is
2: Alan Rickman. Hans Gruber <laughs> himself.
1: Hans
6: Gruber, him Hans
2: Hans Gruber. Gruber
1: himself. <laughs>
2: Yep. No, I I do like that they there call him go. a paranoid android, even though he's just really depressed. He's not really paranoid at all, uh, which I guess is a stretch. He's just for yeah, he just he's very very depressed, <laughs> I, I which makes of, sense. I Was feel he the like same way in the book? Oh
0: yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
6: oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. And I feel like this is kind of like a a knock on or like C three PO kind of. You know, with yes. how like C three PO is constantly like, "This is the baddest, worst idea." Oh my god, we're all gonna die! You know, and always panicking. And then you have the complete opposite with uh Marvin, who's just like, "This is the worst day of my life."
0: <laughs> the, of the I ship.
6: don't, yeah, the E if you will, yeah. No,
0: so,
3: that makes. Was it like that with like the the entire ship though? Because the door is made like, ah, oh. mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. The doors oh, yeah. the
3: doors are like that in the book, yes.
0: Yeah, they that's do so make funny.
1: everything uh, pretty, although yeah the, ahead, the doors in the in this movie sound more depressed than yeah than cheerful. They're supposed to sound yes. cheerful.
3: Yes, that's not oh. cheerful at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> even though Dan they say is not happy, it's not even though they well. say
1: that they're that they're cheerful, they're
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> Marvin gave me a hand. That's funny. <laughs> so the crew, I guess they one of their missions is just to get to this super cute computer to find this is where it confused me is it wasn't a question and they're trying to find the meaning of life, the universe, and everything in it. Forty two. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's Jackie <laughs> Robinson. It's Jackie yeah. Robinson. Jackie
6: Robinson, baby. Also, my age.
0: I got to lie, 42. Michael.
6: You're hundred and forty-two. Come on, <laughs> stop <I'm 142>. lying.
1: <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so
0: that the computer was what built by mice. I'm guessing. Yeah,
1: I guess they're not no. mice then, but
0: the uh, Prime uh, Another well. thing, the
5: movie doesn't necessarily <clears throat> bother to explain very well. I
6: yeah. think they were hoping to get the full series of books as a as a movie set. To maybe explain the things because they're like, Hey, these all people are weird. They like weird movies. Let's make this super fucking weird movie because let's be honest, the book is fucking weird. The whole series is fucking uh, yeah. weird.
1: yeah, you know no. so, but it, but it makes sense in in yeah, its you, own context. yes, it, this the, movie this is
6: a niched book series. Like you yeah. have to one like British series British comedy first off, and you also have to be a sci-fi fan, but also you have to be fucking high as a kite at points. <laughs> to, to even start understanding some of the stuff, like, I think, wasn't Douglas Adams on Shrooms or LSD or something during the writing of this? Because at points you feel like he's high as a kite.
3: Hmm. That I don't know. Not that I know of. Yeah, I don't know. I think the special effects would have been a little bit better, more better. More better. Would have meant a little bit better if <laughs> <laughs> if he was on shrooms or something, something psychedelic. <clears throat> maybe well, you're I, supposed
5: to watch it on psychedelics.
3: <laughs> I like I like the
5: scenes or sequences where they hop through reality, like they get turned into couches or they go into yarn or mm-hmm, stuff like yeah. that. I think that's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have benefited from maybe one or two scenes more of that, though. Yeah, kind or of a like a whole
6: trip. Yeah. Like what they did in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and all that, where they dig, we can't do too many jumps. And then they start doing these weird jumps and they're like, <laughs> their faces are melting. Yeah. I, I like that. Like in a serious movie, you can put that just like a comedic moment in it. Like obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy and this movie is more comedic than serious, but it's something, an element that they can, you, no one will get pissed off if you do it two or three more times because it's so fucking funny. Like as long as you keep changing what they're changing into, it's great.
0: And that's that's the same thing with the whale, right? And you hear the thoughts of the whale as it's falling. Hilarious! <laughs> that's, yeah,
1: that's that's hilarious. way
0: further into the movie. Oh, it it's, is.
1: That's yeah. when they get to Magrathia. Oh yeah, oh, we have, business, have yeah. Two, we have two planets to get to before we get to the whale. <laughs> <laughs> it the like, "Don't you dare skip ahead <laughs> in the book. We have two <laughs>
6: amazing planets to talk about." Oh, okay. and no, I, no, no. I have this fancy thing on. I'm going to talk about it.
1: <laughs> those two, those two planets in the book, like uh, Vogon Sphere and the other planet that they go to, also not in the books. <laughs> yeah, really? the Vogons. The Vogons pretty much destroy Earth, and then they're mentioned one or two more times in the rest of the series they are not like antagonists in the book series i love that they made them the antagonists for this movie because yeah. they're awesome and they're like weird like gimp costumes are <laughs> hilarious looking <laughs> but but they're not nearly as big of a part of the book series as as they are in this movie
2: yeah <clears throat> and there's uh, john malkovich's cult which is like John, not in the series at all.
1: The cult is at the restaurant at the end of the universe, but they're not like,
2: provided. yeah,
1: yeah, they're not like. It, I think that's the only time they talk about him. And John Malkovich's character is like so amazing in this, it's, like from his look, he's to,
5: distressing. Yeah. It's a yeah. weird, like creepy moment in a movie that otherwise is very whimsical and Malkovich like takes his glasses off and you're like oh and he starts walking on his little legs That is, and then they
1: get long it's awesome (laughs) oh it's great yeah yeah but I think that's sort of the opposite like like putting the comedy into an action movie you put that creepiness into a comedy movie and it really uh oh (laughs) and it really sticks out (laughs) But um, we but need now. a sound effect. <laughs> right Malkovich... now, we need that run sound
0: effect. <laughs> Malkovich was like perfect for this. Uh-huh. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the the giant. Well, not the giant. The guy that made the uh, spider from Wild Wild West. I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, same thing. Freaked me yeah. out. <laughs> like yeah, no, I like I like how they
6: went. They took something like this movie is a th- funny movie. And then they just like, you know what? We're gonna put in a, this pure terror moment for everybody to be creeped out with. And then they just like, okay, now we move on And then it's like, okay, but you always know like now this movie has a chance to scare you again even though it's a funny movie because they can pull out that John Malkovich character and do that whole scene again and you'll just be
1: creeped out. Yeah, even though they, they, he doesn't really come back either. No in the movie. It's no, just like it. oh we get the gun oh, we have to bring that gun back to John Malkovich, but...
5: He's helping to get the coordinates to Magrathea,
2: which... Yeah. Eh. It,
5: yeah. It, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have much no. else to say about him. Yeah. I mean, that's
2: that's that's even fine. Like, having him have, like, the only thing, like, the coordinates to something that has been lost in the sands of time, which is fine. But how did the Vogons find out where... Uh, Magrathia was that. That was like I. I don't understand. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it would just there was some things that just did not They're really the make any sense. they the
6: to... world. They know everything. <laughs> but
2: I'm um, I was no. assuming
1: that that uh, Malkovich gave them to them too because he never got his gun.
2: Oh, I just thought or it was a just... cube and, it, and they dipped eh, whatever
5: playing everybody off each other. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Fair. Plus, I mean, it it doesn't really. At the end of the day, it didn't really matter for the movie. Yeah. Didn't
6: add or True. subtract anything.
0: And that planet Vogon was a pretty creepy place, if you ask me. <laughs> All did. the paperwork.
3: The poetry, it looks like New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to New York <laughs> City. Could be it, a good thing. It, it
1: doesn't. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to Dan, it, it does for giddy. some, some like
6: reason. Dan was high <laughs> when he visited. It's the only
1: reason. But
6: there's uh, like, oh, so much it,
2: paperwork. <laughs> just in
1: case, just in case nobody noticed it, um, when they're in line to rescue Zoe Deschanel, um, the robot that mm-hmm. they sort of talk to is Marvin from the British miniseries. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. that yeah, the the like big robot with like the bean head,
2: yeah, it's the big block robot,
1: yeah, he's Marvin yeah. From, from the miniseries, which I was like,
2: ah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I like bro. how they
1: brought him in, that's great.
2: Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> well,
0: so they got the gun, they rescue the girl. Then Zaphod gets shot with that point-of-view gun, right? And you find out that he was responsible for destroying the world. And I, I feel like that's the giant kick in the nuts for the movie.
1: Yeah, so fuck this guy we're uh, i think we're skipping over zaphod a little bit too much because like sam rockwell was amazing as zaphod um but they did this really weird thing like with his head in his neck like his second head is in his neck which doesn't make any sense his third arm makes one appearance in the movie and it's just to slap ford i think <laughs>
5: There are a few. Up here. Yeah. He mixes a more. Mart- he mixes the uh, gargle blaster with it. He okay. slaps Trillion yeah. with it. He but okay. here's, bumps. Here's a question about it.
2: that arm, though. Uh, at some point later on, they do mention Sam's like, "I, I can't. I, I, this is easier if I had my third arm." Was that supposed to mean that uh, Malkovich took his arm as well as his head? Because I didn't get that at all. Yeah, uh, they, which is they weird. Really they really did a poor job at
1: explaining everything that they took from Zaphod.
2: Yeah. Because in the book he grows his head just because it's just something to do, which is one of the, one of the coolest things ever. Uh, (laughs) He's just more, he's
1: like, fuck it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, And it's just
1: there all the time. It's
5: a second head on his shoulder. Yeah. The second half of this feels like it had a fair amount of
0: it cut. Just in Uh, general. Pieced together quite a bit.
1: Yeah, oh, not yeah, as, well as well. My really. bad.
0: It's
1: like
3: copy oh, yeah. and paste. I'd watch. Something. I'd watch the, <laughs> the watch the Snyder <laughs> the Douglas cut of this. I would definitely watch the Snyder cut. You. you want the Douglas <laughs> I don't Adams? I understand cut. what's going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we have
1: it, but it's it's a it's a British it's miniseries from the yeah. '80s <laughs> oh, where Zapod fun. has a, like a paper mache second head. <laughs> yeah it's not it's not terrible no it's it's awesome like as far as story goes it's amazing but yeah that second head on Zafod just it like you're just staring at it the whole time but yeah. that's not what we're here to talk about
0: no no <laughs> let's talk the whole time about the multi-head person
1: <laughs> with a paper i, wit- I mean head. he's the best character he's like the main character of the book series and Like Sam Rockwell does such an amazing job with him. I wish he was in it more. They really push the Arthur Trillian romance, which was not such a big deal. Um, I, in the books, it wasn't like a huge deal, but they make it a huge deal in this movie, which I did read that Douglas Adams, you know, that was one of his ideas to make it more of a movie. Like, yeah. just a movie thing. Which, yeah, I, it's I every guess, movie is fine, it. but...
2: Yeah, you, you Sam, need Sam that Rockwell. human element. Yeah, Sam Rockwell is doing this character so much service that the movie itself is not doing. Which is unfortunate, because he is killing it. And the yeah, movie lets down his character pretty much.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, closer towards the end, one of my favorite scenes is them rebuilding the Earth from scratch. Johnny, what do you think about how they rebuilt Earth? All the snowblowers and everything. I
4: thought that was cool. I like how they did that. How they were refilling the ocean with the hoses and everything. <laughs> and and the hoses with the ocean day.
1: was yeah, fantastic.
4: Yeah, it was like I sh- mean that's, like he was just watering a garden.
1: Yeah, that's how they made the first Earth. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that is explained. The first Earth was made in Magrathia. Like that's where it came from and they're not really explaining it, but that second earth is a second supercomputer to tell people the question to which the answer is 42. 42. Yeah. That's what
6: it is.
3: I love it. Do we ever figure out the question though? Or are we just, it's like, we're still trying to
1: figure out the question. Yeah. It was in the
6: process. uh, Yeah. The
1: first earth, the first earth was destroyed right before, the question. It came up with the question, so we're gonna have to wait another ten million years from the second Earth to well, get the question that we're waiting. Not
2: really, for. though, because if it if if it if the Earth was five minutes from being destroyed before the answer, but they built another Earth to the exact specifications to right before the Earth blew up, including the people and the houses, wouldn't that take all the time away from?
6: No, because you don't, don't. You don't have don't the history. Backups.
1: There's no backup for
6: the yeah, genetic it, history and all that, and the knowledge
1: inclined. In in the books, that's why the. Well, I mean, it, it's in the movie too. That that's why the mice wanted Arthur's brain, was because that information was in Arthur's brain.
0: Oh, but, yeah, he had the question, yeah,
1: yeah, he he had all of that knowledge from the first Earth. Yeah.
0: But they wouldn't give him human.
1: his brain and you know. Yeah. And then they yeah, got squished and turned is. into little girls in the movie, which I absolutely hated. The fact yeah. that those yeah, mice were because they're just mice. But like you find out the that flush. the mice are the smartest creatures on the earth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But in this, it's, it's just fun. those two girls, and that that doesn't make any sense.
6: It's because people wouldn't understand it if they didn't read the book. They're trying to adapt it so that people like Johnny and Justin who never read the book or Dan who haven't read the book understand what's going on. They're trying to conceptually take this fucked up story, which is an amazing story, but like it's fucked up and bring it to the modern person who won't be spending a weekend reading that book. Right? And oh, you, you really you have to put me on the big screen? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Make me sweat. I've already been on the I big do, I do like the uh, the monologue sense, here. The monologue? No, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> that's, I don't even know what I was going off of. Like, Why am I even on this show?
5: <laughs> oh, hey.
6: You were making good points until yeah. you
1: got all freaked out.
6: Yeah, well, that's what happens when you put me on the big screen. I get scared. Really, over and over again. What well, Michael, can you tell me what point I was at so maybe I can
1: continue? Um, you were trying to say that you were trying to say You're that, um, they, it was story. one of those things that they took out of the books yeah. and tried That's to turn it into a movie thing, but even mm-hmm. though they took something as important Ernest as did. the towel and didn't explain that for well, the movie, but used it a lot, like Ford is using the towel against those shovel things that Zach was talking about earlier. Um, he's fighting Vogons with it when they're on Magrathia. Like he's using that towel all the time, but they're still not explaining like it, And it would have taken idea. 45 seconds for them to do that. That part of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy of why a towel is important, but it, you're, it should have you been were done in the first like ten mi- ten
6: minutes. Like the minute they get onto the sh- ship with sa- or one of the ships, they go, they just stop and they do the cutaway where the excerpt and then boom back into the action and everybody's happy. Like and then you never have to worry about it. But no, they just like you'll know
1: and you'll understand what's important about a, a towel. Yeah, and they they do that. They they explain stuff for the movie. That aren't as important as some of the stuff that they don't explain. Yeah, I think I think it, was the point you were trying to make.
6: Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Yes. Thank you for distilling my <laughs> convoluted Canadian talk <laughs> into audience-approved. Michael, uh,
0: could that have been a tactic to push people to go read the book? Possibly. Maybe. I hope. I fail. hope so. I would hope it's, so. Yeah. I've never seen a movie do it, but it'd be cool if they did.
1: I mean, I would hope that that once you saw this movie because it is a good movie it's a good entertaining movie for the most part it makes sense but you know once you find out that this is a book series i I mean if i saw this movie and never read the books i would be like oh i'm interested in reading those books yeah but that's me (laughs) The 145 year old man. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> 42, 42. I apologize.
0: 42, 142. I apologize. Year 42 old.
6: 142, I apologize.
3: 142 years old.
0: Okay.
3: Oh, answer 42. 42,
4: um, 42
0: I, So after killing the mice, I felt like it could have been a a better fight scene at the end. I was like the big good guy versus bad guy fight scenes that never happen. I guess. Then they all travel off in their own little spaceship to the restaurant at the end of the world. What universe. is the menu universe. at that restaurant universe? I'm sorry. What type it's a of
1: a lot of alcohol. And yeah, there's also an there's also animals there that want you to eat them. It's a whole thing.
5: It's it's part what? of the second book. That's that's okay. Yeah. That's a sequel hook for the second book Yeah, adaptation, The restaurant at happened. the end of Yeah
1: they They wheel out this animal that's like, "Oh, you know, this cut of me is delicious. Like mm-hmm. it's telling you what part of it is <laughs> the most delicious part of it. And then, yeah, it wants you to eat it. And then,
2: yeah, it's oh a because whole the thing. restaurant. Yeah, the restaurant isn't at the destination end of the universe. It's at the time end of the universe. Yes. So it, you have this big dinner, and then you watch the universe uh, just destroy itself. And that's, like, the best dinner that any, like, rich person can afford. Yeah. And then it goes the back in time,
5: it. yeah. it's
2: Yeah, then it starts oh, back wow. over again. Yeah, there's a, yeah. You, you a time bubble.
1: Again. Actually, that was the last <sighs> note I took was that's not what at the end of the universe means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh,
2: and yeah. Uh, just- like, I wish they
0: would have put that in the movie. Now that have been hilarious.
2: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: watch been. the
1: British miniseries. It it's on Amazon. <laughs> oh.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they left so much out of this movie that they could have put in there at very, very little, with That's very, very little
2: what... time. Right. the The problem is that Douglas Adams died before this was kind of made, and they wanted to be so like uh, Close. just respectful to what he wanted, so they tried to adapt not only just the book into a movie, but they tried to take the movie that was turned into a radio, or the book that was turned to a radio series that was turned into a BBC series. They, would all, they adapted all of that into a movie just because they love Douglas Adams. And they loved his ideas so much. So that's why I was saying at the beginning, it's the weirdest thing because if you know more about it, you love it and don't love it as much. So it, it is very interesting. But as, as a book series, it's it's almost perfect if you're into... Very dry British humor, uh, very very weird intellectual space thoughts, and uh, a, a, a really good consistent storyline. It's great. There's
1: yeah, and that's also the problem. That's also the problem with um, that sixth book. Is it does the same thing? It's it's not Douglas Adams, but it's somebody who loves Douglas Adams's work so much that. You know, it's it's like uncanny valley type.
0: Oh, wow. mm. So, I guess um,
4: yeah. Overall, let's cool.
0: to the final summary of our thoughts on the movie. Maybe a real re- what are we call them real reviews or real <laughs> real. Yeah, I'm sorry. I like what? real, I like now, real now, reviews. Yeah. Come on. Keep it real. I'm trying. I'm trying.
1: <laughs> I like real You're reviews. Great. I, I
0: like real I, reviews. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well done. The real sir. I'm into yeah. it. <laughs> um, so Dan overall thought of the movie and what's your real review of it?
3: I, I think because of my lack of knowledge, because of the books, I didn't understand a lot of it. And, but the, the sci-fi graphics and the special effects was, was pretty decent. Um, the robot kind of gave you a, gave you a, a real, Alone, so I'm gonna go with like a 6.5, a strong 6.5.
1: Thank you, Jasmine. Uh, thank you, Jasmine. That's, That's so kind, thank you
0: Jasmine. Uh, Michael, what about you? your final summary and real review. What'd you think of it? I
1: am gonna give this a seven, um, uh, and a pretty strong seven. Uh, it's Again, it's nothing like the books, but it does have the feeling of the books. Um, it it focuses on a little bit too much of, you know, movie trope type stuff. But overall, I mean, it's entertaining. It's fun. I had fun through the whole thing um, with the amount of like, even the cameos, like Tom Lennon is as the computer, you know, Malkovich... Uh, Everybody in it is great except Zoe Deschanel. Um damn on A- yeah, and he is the there
0: track.
1: was nothing like there was nothing for my bad CGI review until they were zooming across Magarothea and like the track that they were and that was almost not even worth mentioning, but I I feel like I need to you know, talk shit on some CGI. So there it was. <laughs> you have to bring in the villainness
5: of your your personality. It's fine, Michael. So,
0: Dylan, what about you? What's your final summary for this? I'm
5: I'm really similar to Michael on this one. It's fun, it's charming, but it's pretty flawed in some really serious ways. Um, I will say the CGI for Zaphod's second head is not great. That was the one time where I really was like, okay, this was made in 2005. The rest of the ce- the rest of the effects look good. The animatronics for the uh, Vogon still look really good. Like one thing I always I always look for, whether it's CGI or animatronics, is whether the mouth syncs up to the dialogue. Vogon mouths sync up pretty well to the dialogue. Um, out of the dialogue. But I'm I'm with him. Seven out of ten. Just it, it's it's fun. I could show this to anybody, and I'm sure they probably have an okay time. I don't think anybody would be offended by this.
0: Well. Phil, what about you? What's your final I, summary? Uh,
6: I love this movie. It's it's flawed. It has its flaws like Dylan and Mike has said. Uh, Zoe Deschanel needs to be replaced. But maybe in the remake, they'll make it better. I don't know. Uh, but it's a fun movie. It pays homage to the source material really, really well because – obviously douglas adams has written at least a couple scripts on it so they know where okay this is fine he's going to be okay with it where they try and you know douglas adam it if you will with like john Malkovich's character the gun and other parts to help move the story along they do an okay job of it like it's not the end of the world but it's still a movie that the second time third time watching it i still had fun with it and it's it's silly funness that you either turn off your brain and you just enjoy the the humor of the Brits or if you want to try and take it to that next level as an intellectual and try and understand these far-reaching concepts, you can try that. Um, I don't. I like the dry British humor part because it's way too fucking smart for me. Um, And on that regard, it's a 7.5 from me.
0: Good 7.5. Zach, what about you? What's your final summary?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, probably the polar opposite from Phil because he obviously has no idea what he's talking about. Uh, Zero. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, this this movie is not just dry humor or space thing. It it is a good culmination of both of them. Uh, it is the kind of movie that I I went. Yeah, you know, I read this book in high school, and this is one of those weird books I carried with me through high school, and it made it made my sense of humor very different than the most kids that I went to school with. It was the movie that when I saw it in theaters, I cheered almost every single scene because it was so close, but it was also the kind of movie that when rewatching, it doesn't hold up to what I wanted it to be because of the book, although it is aggressively entertaining and it, it really is just a fun, fun movie, but it, it is hard to not know the book when watching it. So it is very hard to separate those two in my brain. Uh, I will give it a seven because I do love this pro like the, the project. I love the process of this. I liked everything about it. Uh, it just I I wish that it was both more and less of what the book was. I guess. Uh, but yes, yeah, solid seven.
0: Well, Johnny, how about you? What's your final summary and real review for it?
4: Solid seven. Solid seven, man. I liked it. Had no idea, like I said, that there were books or any of that. So uh, so I was kind of just listening a lot of this episode, uh, getting a lot of the background on it. Definitely makes me want to rewatch it. I did feel like, uh, like Dylan said, there it seemed like uh, there was a lot of stuff thrown in there, like toward the middle. You know what I mean? Like, and now yeah. that there were three books and stuff, so that kind of makes sense. But I still liked it, man. It was a good film. I love British humor. I love British sitcom. So I definitely liked it. Strong seven. Well.
0: Now, I, I personally like the – I like to go on adventures when I watch movies like this. I want it to take me places, and it went a lot of places. You weren't stuck on just one planet or two planets. You went on five, right? Four? Four? Great, three.
1: Three. Earth if you if you include Earth, one Earth two?
0: four. Well, yeah,
1: I mean you Yeah, there's it's, well, it's, Earth,
0: it's, Earth one and
1: Earth, two. <laughs> yeah. Earth two is on Magarthea technically, so All
0: right, well, yeah. for for taking me on the adventure, I'll I'll give it an eight. I mean, I I liked it. It was funny, adventurous. At the end it left you for a chance of a maybe a sequel, a prequel, maybe, who knows?
2: Um I do like on. that the very last thing you see is Douglas Adams's face. I think that is one of the coolest things that they could have done in this movie.
3: I just want to say one thing though, like when he asked could there any do you want to change anything about Earth and he said uh no, just me. I don't want me on it. I mean, there's a ton of th- other things that you could have changed about Earth, <laughs> like pollution, yeah. racism, hunger, poverty. You know, uh, all this shit could have been changed. And he's just like, nah, just you know, I want to stay here.
6: <laughs> so you guys nice. chill
2: out here. I'm gonna stay here and relax. Yeah,
3: Dude,
6: that's what they did
2: because that that right. means that they thought about it. Go, oh god, we gotta put racism back. We gotta we gotta put yeah. that shit back in here. <laughs> like I guess that's what Poor they want. Whatever.
0: Uh, the humans really man. want
1: that. They're that stupid, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, again, uh, if you if you know where the humans come from, they are that stupid. Yeah. True. Right. Yeah. That was from that. Ra- uh, we're not going to get into the book lore, but <laughs> <laughs> it is a it is the race of uh, telephone sanitizers, and uh, I forget what else the other the other people were, but they sent their stupid people out to die and they ended up on Earth, and that's who populated the planet.
5: Well, it makes sense for Adam. It makes absolute
1: sense. It does. (laughs) Jesus, that doesn't make my life feel even better
6: now.
2: Yeah. We're like the Australia of the universe. Yeah, pretty much.
6: (laughs) Well, they're handling this pandemic way better than us, so I don't know
1: (laughs) if it's true.
4: True, true.
1: Everybody's handling the pandemic better than us,
3: right? That's, yeah, that's pretty true. much.
6: North America's fucked. Yeah, North America
5: yeah. is the worst. <laughs>
6: well, next to Britain, Britain's <laughs> doing a fucking horrible job. Uh, but uh, considering oof. that they pretty much this movie North review America.
2: podcast went downhill. Yeah, yeah. Let's real yeah, yeah, so, so, so boys go. are getting <laughs> political. Let's, let's wrap.
1: Let's Real this up. boys are political. <laughs> <laughs> political uh,
6: anarchists.
0: <laughs> Let's end it on a happy note with some goodbyes um, <laughs> from your favorite people. <laughs> Dan, where the one you,
3: What's up, everybody? My name is Dan Lovely, and I am the host of Oops Caught Me Smoking. And you can find me on Spotify, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts, over on YouTube, um, uh, everywhere. Um, IG Reels, and just one more. I'm forgetting it. Facebook. There you go. I'm done. Bye.
5: <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Dylan. I'm part of Some Nobodies. Uh, you can find us at somenobodies.com, at Silicon Angels, or stuff like that. We're currently doing Remake Madness, Re- Remake Revolution with Scene Snobs. so go check that out. I think we're doing really good work, and uh, that, that's that's all I got. Bye.
1: <laughs> uh, Michael Colby from Jack Billings Presents. Uh, I hate th- I love this terrible game. Um, I will be hosting next week's Real Boys with Mortal Kombat. Um, I am also on the real boys um, no wait, let me see if I can remember all of the podcasts that I'm on. Um,
2: Get pods- the real boys
1: pods podskit to Ponds theater on subspace, which I do, which is a uh, Star Trek sh- show. Um, pretty soon I'll be taking over some nobodies. I will be on the Cloud Chronicles. I'll be taking over uh, carpool shenanigans, and I'll have a bunch of podcasts about stock markets and and some other <laughs> bullshit. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's all by. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Yeah, Dylan nailed it earlier. You can see all of our weird stuff at subnobuddies.com. We have a movie coming out. Uh, It's called Give Me Back, so we have a GoFundMe. Uh, We like to give some money to the great people that made our movie. Uh, You can see us on Talking Upstream and Twitching Upstream. Uh, Like Dylan said, we're in remake revolution, so we get to remake very weird movies like Cape Fear, which uh, for some reason, people wanted us to rewrite that. I don't really know why. Uh, You can see me also giving uh, Michael Colby more jobs, uh, because I just keep uh, making things for him to Act and uh, I love everybody here. This is a really cool movie, and I'm very excited for Mortal Kombat next Monday. So, uh, I want to see Michael Colby's awful attempt at hosting the show because it is insane. Bye. <laughs>
6: I am uh, Phil Better, the host of Investing in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, Also, I host the Phil Better Show, another movie review on Saturdays where we just review random movies that I decide. I've had my boy Johnny Blaze on, and we reviewed the movie Jumper last two weeks ago, I believe. And uh, this week we're reviewing The Evil Dead, the original. I'm trying to be a podcast mogul. I host 100 podcasts at least. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much me. I'm out. Catch me uh, sometime this week on another show on my Facebook. Bye.
4: Johnny blaze. Sorry for the lag, man. I'm having bad internet tonight. Sorry about that. But uh, anyway, hey, cloud Chronicles, man, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, all that good jazz. Check us out. Like, share, peace, good vibes. Namaste. And so thank
0: you everyone for watching and, uh, enjoying hopefully this show uh on behalf of everyone here at real boys thank you for the comments the shares the watching Uh, we really do appreciate each and every one of you make sure to tune next week for one of the greatest movies um, i hope to ever be made the new moral combat next monday at eight eastern time seven central so thank you we'll see you next week